How do you say Little Yachty without <laughs> sounding so British? <laughs> Lil Yachty. How do they say it in America? Lil Yachty. <laughs> I think they have like a D instead of the T. Yaddy. <laughs> Yaddy. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Unmuted Unmastered, I'm Will, and this is the internet's most additive music podcast. On the show this week, I'm joined by James. Hello. And Elle. Hiya. In this week's episode, we're reviewing the new album by Current Joys. We've got the upcoming releases you need to know about, but first, the news. James, what have you got for us this week? This week, I have a very short one, and it is... So, this week, I have a very short one. Apex Twin launches new augmented reality app. And this literally came out today as we're recording on the 17th. Um, the app was uh, teased earlier this summer uh, when posters of QR codes were displayed in Los Angeles, California. So this has been sort of like teased um, in the US. But yeah, it's an augmented reality app and it's called YXBOZXH0D2LU. So I hope you've written that down and had the right <laughs> caps and everything, um, even though I didn't mention it. Um, that, that's literally the name. And if you search that, you'll you'll be able to look it up and install it. But yeah, that's basically Base64 translation of Apex Twin. Really simple. So what the... Well, I should say, the, the app was uh, created by Tokyo-based spatial internet studio Kaukul, K-A-L-K-U-L, uh, visual artist Weirdco, and obviously um, Apex Twin. So with the app, you can scan um, the art in the um, in Apex Twin's latest um, EP, and when you scan that, a load of art comes up and it's like some really like interactive art it starts popping out the screen it's it's ar is what kind of what you expect i watched a bit of it um and i mean i th- i think it's cool um it's obviously it's one of these things that people were using artists are using companies are using to get you to buy more physical copies of things um whereas a lot of people are streaming things instead so yeah, getting that physical incentive is is positive for artists. Um, even though it's it's a physical thing, but you're using something digital to interact with it. It's quite interesting. Um, it brings the artwork, music, and video from uh, Black Box Life Recorder, um, which I think is the EP. And yeah, it's just interesting. Uh, another artist is. Trying something new. Um, I'm sure it'll be replicated by other people. I'm sure it's been done already, to be honest. But um, yeah, it, it's quite fun. Um, and I, I look forward to other artists doing it as well. I'm just trying it because I don't have the physical copy. So I, I got a picture <laughs> up on, on from the internet and it makes like a cube. We like cubes. I don't know if it's... It looks quite glitchy, but I don't know if that's... 
It probably like, works better when it's actually in 3D space in front of you. Yeah, you would imagine <laughs> so. Uh, I would have thought there's kind of more to it than, than this. But it's cool. <laughs> it's interesting and different. <laughs> like, <laughs> I like the idea. Um, and yeah, if you've got the the funds to be able to do something like that, I think it's a lot more interesting than like 20 different colours of vinyl to be sold or like random other add-ons you know right let's get on to our review for this week we're looking at love and pop or love plus pop by current joys released on the 4th of august 2023 on secretly canadian the album's 12 tracks long and 30 minutes and 59 seconds on the rough trade page for the album it says quote love and pop is a snapshot of a moment in not so far away time something fast loud moody and a little dangerous it is in some ways classic current joys, full of wild ambition, sneaky hooks and songs that move from concept to completion with prolific speed. But Love and Pop also explodes myriad expectations with aggressive, deconstructed production, house music influence and a guest appearance from Lil Yachty. It is not so much a twist as it is a unique multiverse identity for current joys as Nick Rattigan set out to capture this sonic moment and harken back to the way I first released music. End quote. There's a lot to that. So what did we think of this album? L, do you want to kick us off? Yeah, I have very mixed feelings about this album. I think I was really, really hoping I'd love it. Um... And so I think maybe I kind of shot myself in the foot because I went in with like very high expectations. Um, or maybe not not even like necessarily like very high expectations, just like high expectations that I don't think the album... Well, the, I do know. It's not a thinking thing. The album didn't meet my expectations. Um, I... The opening track I quite enjoyed and I thought, oh, okay, yeah, like it's not necessarily like exactly what I was looking for, but you know, I can get on with this and then it was kind of as the album went on I was like oh I'm not sure and I was hoping it would grow on me with re-listens and it just hasn't I think there are some really nice moments um especially with uh some of the kind of layering and kind of sonic elements I think particularly with the final track I really enjoyed the kind of soundscape that that produced and things like that but I think overall I felt a bit let down by it I think also because I'm um, such a fan of lyrics and the lyrics were just kind of lacking on this album um, I think in places it felt quite juvenile and I think overwhelmingly I just got the impression that it it felt to me like it was an album written and recorded by someone who really thought they would they were like really breaking the mold and doing something wild here <laughs> and that just wasn't the case um that might just be my own prejudice like placed on top of it but it just felt a little bit like ugh, like the guys I'd have in my seminars at uni who really thought they were gonna you know write the next great American novel it, it was that kind of vibe where I was like it feels like you think you're making these super intelligent points or you're, or you're really kind of like going you know against the grain and you're just kind of not um that being said, yeah, like I said, there are some kind of elements that I did enjoy. 
And as a kind of, I think, more passive listening experience, I didn't mind it so much. It's kind of more when I started to like pay attention and particularly to the lyrics, I just felt a bit disappointed. James, what did you think? Um, I think I would kind of, especially on the first listen of this album, I, I wanted to come into this review and say, I just didn't like it. But I I think that is untrue to say that. I think the first listen was hard. Um, but I think sub- subsequent listens really helped me appreciate it, I think, song by song. But I still don't think it's going to be one of my frequent album listens. What it feels like, it feels like an art exhibition where I'm just... I feel very left out, not left out, but very out of place. Like, I'm not meant to be in this art ex- exhibition. Like, it's too, it's too abstract, you know? It's like, I just don't understand it. But I can appreciate that there's something there. Uh, I, I do think that a lot of those songs have their own stamp on them. And they have, like, a little quirkiness about them. But... A lot of the time, it just doesn't it doesn't hit the spot for me. It doesn't uh, meld well together. I say um, the lyrics. I I think yeah, like you were saying, L. They they do feel juvenile sometimes. I think sometimes they just kind of feel all over the place. Um, they don't really have a like context to them. But I think sometimes they are kind of interesting. They they have some sweetness in the weirdness almost um but that's only pops up a couple of times really there are some moments which i didn't like to begin with but then really enjoyed um especially in the later tracks where it just gets louder and louder and louder and kind of hard to hear or hard to listen but then i i kind of enjoyed it after a while in terms of the instruments um it was okay the bass was okay the guitar was Fine, I think. Um, there's some drum moments which I really enjoyed. But I wouldn't say, like in many other albums we've listened to, I wouldn't say things really jump out too much. I mean, the electronic stuff was, was great. Um, but I would say track by track, you can't really... There's not much to like pick out and say, I really enjoyed that moment, really. I really enjoyed this layer of the music. But... Like from yeah, from track to track, it's just like yeah, I I kind of enjoyed this. I really didn't like this part, but I kind of enjoyed the thing as a whole, and that's kind of how I feel about the album. <laughs> I feel like maybe you two have elevated like the concept of this album beyond what it really is. Like for for me, I listened to this and like I was like, right, this this is an indie rock musician just doing emo rap. And I think actually, if if you take it on on as that, it's actually quite like a well made take on emo rap. It kind of takes from a broader range of influences from just that. It uses hyper pop and dance music as kind of other places to diverge to, so it's not so just like one note throughout the whole album. I think some of the weaker points are, particularly from the songwriting, and I feel like for me the lyrics don't go kind of move far away far enough away from like the tropes of emo rap i don't know if that's an homage but a lot of the time they're just too pathetic in like a bad way 
because you can you can kind of do that sympathetically to the listener but for me it just it at points it really just came across as like kind of slightly disgusting whinging from someone from like a yeah kind of like l like you were saying from someone who's like just needs to grow up and i i know that's kind of that's kind of the genre so it's hard to to kind of say that's maybe the worst because you kind of have to evaluate things on what they are but also like i don't want to listen to that that's a big reason why i don't listen to much much emo rap um but yeah i think actually the production's quite strong across the album i think there are some actually good pop hooks i think it does quite a lot i think this is actually a solid emo pop emo rap album even if that's not a genre that i'd normally listen to i actually think it's quite good i quite enjoyed it for the most part let's get my big negative out of the way and then i can talk about other things i actually liked um for the rest of the review but it's really the lyrics like i was saying and if you take the track moon sickness i think this is one of the most egregious ones because it's quite stripped back otherwise and it really kind of puts the lyrics forward um i think it's supposed to come off across as like a tender song uh but it just come comes out as creepy um and you get lyrics like I cherish the moments when you cry, cry, baby, and take that pain you hide and slip it right into my mouth. I'll swallow it whole and I'll take <laughs> you out. It's just, I don't know, it's m- mixing these slightly gross things in and I I think it, that's supposed to be like cool and edgy and yeah, that, that is something you'd kind of expect here on an emo rap thing. But then it kind of goes at odds with what the song is if it's trying to be soft um and it's kind of similar on uh baby put on deftones i think that's that song's trying to go more in in that kind of slightly it's supposed to be slightly uneasy or or like weird i guess but it still just doesn't work for me like i i don't want to hear from that kind of (laughs) protagonist you know because i just like you know when you you're like watching something like watching a movie and you just think oh i just want you to stop like the main character like you're just making the wrong decisions but it's it's like that but also kind of like when when you get to the point where they make so many wrong decisions that you're like i just don't care about you as a person anymore because you seem you seem bad and that's the kind of feel I get from the lyrics. Like, I just don't want any part of this. The lyrics really remind me of, hear me out here, they really remind me of MGK's and Megan Fox's relationship. <laughs> like, they think they're like super sweet, but they do the weirdest stuff together. Um, If that works for them, then you can do you. And I feel the same about these lyrics. It's just like, they... It's kind of going for this, like, this is our relationship and this is how I feel about this person. But, yeah, you you get those weird bits in there, which a little bit unsettling. Um, (laughs) And it says a lot that moonsickness is it's only that line, really, I talk about and I don't really talk about the music. Uh, And the same thing for uh, the Deftones song there. Um, 
yeah, it's just like once one of those lyrics comes up, you're not really thinking about the music anymore. And I, I think that happens a lot with music. When when there's a good lyric, you focus on that good lyric, and it should support the music um, as a whole. But this is just like that lyric comes up, and you're just like, mm, okay, sure. When's the next song? Yeah, I agree. It felt like I was no longer kind of listening to music and like if I hear a lyric that kind of makes me stop in my tracks, I usually find that quite interesting. Whether or not I like the lyric, you know, that's quite dependent. But like if it's quite an arresting lyric, I quite like that and how it confronts you. But with this record, it just feel it just felt annoying. Um, with being put on death tones that that really riled me <laughs> I think it just kind of because it felt almost like faux edgy like a teenager who's like swearing for the first time or like some guy on reddit who's like yeah I've really you know gone off with this one and it, it just felt quite contrived and I think that's what annoyed me about it is it it didn't feel like it was kind of either authentically edgy or ironic enough to to sit on that side it felt like it was kind of in the middle in that kind of uncomfortable thing where I was like oh I don't know if you are trying to you know be funny with this or if you are kind of taking yourself seriously and it, it was that kind of uncertainty that just kind of made me not enjoy <laughs> what kind of the concept of the lyrics was trying to do um also just like some of the individual lyrics i feel like if if you i feel like if you're listening you just need to go and google baby put on um deftones lyrics and just read them because it is a real it's a real experience i will say that um it just I felt like like listening to those lyrics felt like I was in the smoking area of a club trapped in a conversation <laughs> with a guy and I was desperately trying to find my friends to signal that I needed saving. That's how listening to this song made me feel. And that, it was frustrating because I think that did then kind of like shadow the record. And like you said, James, I then was so caught up in kind of my reaction to the lyrics that I then found it hard to like focus back in and pick out the bits that I did enjoy because I I have you know just ranted quite a lot but there are elements to the album that I did really like um but it was kind of overshadowed by what turned out to be quite a visceral reaction <laughs> that I had to the lyrics I will say on baby push on death tones there are some uh, musical elements that I think are actually quite interesting where it, it does have this very kind of backroom of a party feel which if we ignore what we think of the lyrics does kind of support what they're going for in them at least and I really like they have the, this kind of distorted voices that play in the background while he's singing in the verses and it, it gives a it has this really interesting unique texture to it which also plays into this kind of like slightly secluded 
like sound to it, I guess. I I thought that was quite nice. It's just when you yeah, when you hit those lyrics, then it it kind of makes you feel un- like <laughs> uncomfortably in this place rather than kind of enjoying being in that spot. Yeah, and I found that that was that was frustrating for me because yeah, like you said, it really does capture a particular vibe and I think quite a lot of the songs on the album do they capture a very particular kind of essence or experience or setting but I found it then hard to kind of like be like oh that was done really well because I was so caught up in the lyrics and you know that is also something on me because I do pay like a lot of attention to lyrics because I find them really interesting I think like initially when I was kind of you know still picking out the lyrics and perhaps not listening as kind of intently, that kind of the atmosphere that a lot of the songs create, I was really intrigued by that because I think that that is done in quite a skilled way where there is a, yeah, there's this kind of immediate placement of the song within a particular situation and setting. And I always enjoy when a song does that because it really envelops you in what the artist is trying to convey with that track. Um, so those things are done well. I don't want to, yeah, just kind of harp on about the lyrics. Um, but yeah, I, di- I did enjoy those things and I kind of wish I'd been, I guess, less caught up in the lyrics so that I could enjoy that experience more. Well, you were talking about the vocal tones in this one, but for me, it's the vocal tones in uh, the previous track, track five, Cigarettes. And it's just the fact, like, the vocals don't, really have an effect on them but they do have an effect on them for like very slight effect which just makes them a little bit more gritty um which i really loved um later on in this track you get a like a i call it a 16 beat but i don't know what it's actually called um on the drums where you have the hi-hats just playing super fast and then the snare um that was just lovely it was like really unexpected but it's kind of like a the drums kind of go solo on that and then the other parts come in later. That was nice. And the way those kind of... They felt like record scratches um, come in and then the guitar comes in. Those two things coming in at the same time, which were, they were really cool, um, especially after that drum bit. Yeah, I think Cigarettes is one of the strongest kind of tracks on the album where it's him just doing kind of a straight-up take on emo rap where it's got that really imposing bass, but he's actually produced it well, where if you go and listen to kind of, you know, some of the big names from that emo rap scene, it, the production is just, like, uh, uh, it's very amateur, where, like, the bass is, it's too loud, and then the compression on the whole mix means that everything else just gets squashed out by it. But here, it has that sense of the bass being really up front and, and quite loud but it doesn't swamp the other elements like the guitar still sits nicely on top um and i really like the drums like you were saying james where they're so like simple and you know all, almost like bad right they're like with just the straight 16th notes playing over the top and they sound like quite like thin and small but i think it's that style done well and because they're they're so fast they it works actually because it, it does give the song quite like this forward momentum to it so i thought this was a song that was actually done pretty well i guess a contrast to that is the opening song walk away as the door slams 
which I think goes a bit further away from the emo rap sound, but is actually a cover of Lil Peep, um, which apparently is what kind of spawned him doing this whole rest of the album, is him wanting to take on this song. It does still stick with a lot of those sounds, but it kind of has this like new wave feel to it with the kind of string synth and the acoustic guitars as well. It has this, I don't know, slightly odd indie rock kind of feel to it as well. I thought that was a nice, like, addition to the sound. And it works quite well because obviously, like, this style uses a lot of guitars, but often they're just sampled and you can't do all that much with that. But here, because, you know, he can actually record his own parts, he's doing a lot more and fleshing out the mix so it sounds a lot more interesting and a lot more dynamic. Yeah, I did... Um, also quite enjoy this opening track especially as a cover I thought that they'd done something that they'd done as a cover it was done well in that it was still kind of true to the original but it had their kind of spin on it which is not necessarily the case for all covers either they just completely change it or it's a copy and paste so I always like when it hits that middle ground um, which I think they do well um, I liked yeah the kind of tone that it offered it had almost like a slight pop punk vibe to it which I liked it, it, it kind of as a track I did enjoy it um and I think I kind of settled into the the record thinking like oh okay this is the the tone they're going with um and then that was disrupted quite a bit by the rest of the album which I don't think is necessarily always a bad thing I think you know you can explore lots of different things within one album lots of different sounds um as long as there is that kind of through line. And I do think there is a through line here. It's just not necessarily one that I enjoyed. The kind of, I guess, like lyrical vibe and things like that. Um, but yeah, I did I did enjoy this as uh, as a cover and also um, just as a track on the album. Um, and I, what, what I did also like is that the album isn't afraid to kind of bring in other people so like obviously this is a cover and there are kind of features throughout and and things like that and I enjoyed that that kind of the the freedom it gave to absorbing those other influences and voices um which yeah I liked because I think it's always an interesting look into a creative process as well yeah it's, uh, it's interesting to start an album um with a cover of another artist but i think they've done it really well here they've really put their own spin on it um i really enjoyed those vocals they felt like really desperate sounding um but it really fit the the track i think um it was felt it felt more simple or more like NAT was toned down a little bit from some other tracks in the album but i think it i think it hit a lovely spot um and i think it was great to open with that one Yeah, I think the other two songs on the first half that really stand out as well done are Love and Pop, the title track, where Your Angel, who also features on the opener, provides like a really solid hook and her performances on both are, are really good. Um, and then in the final chorus of Love and Pop, you get the tambourine coming in and additional vocal parts. And it really felt like there was kind of some progression going on and they were building on the ideas. And then the other one that I'd pick out is My Shadow Life, 
where you get this really lovely like shimmer reverb on the guitar which i think they they use those kind of big reverbs quite a lot across the album i think it works quite well in in what's generally quite a sparse kind of genre in terms of arrangements and then on that one as well you get these really nice uh vocal harmonies and james you were talking about kind of the vocal effects before um but here it's like different vocal effects being used and then those two different parts being put together it makes a really rich sound and it it works as kind of a, a whole track for this track love and pop what really stood out to me was the singing again um and it felt like really frantic feeling especially with those like 60 notes of the vocals um which kind of like or had that frantic feeling but also like it, everything kind of like squeezed into the last line um yeah it was just like something you don't really hear too often i guess it normally sounds like oh you're rushing to keep them um, to have this word you want to use so you want to rhyme with the previous line you're rushing to keep that in the line but i think it just re works really well here they did it well i think then moving to the the second half of the album they actually do well at kind of taking those turns and giving lots of different things on that second half which i think is something that we've commented about other albums maybe not doing so well on dr satan for example you get this i mean it just turns into a hyper pop song really um i really liked the kind of frenetic synth part and the vocoder vocals i i really like the end where there's this focus on the drums which are just like insane i don't know that it's like a hugely interesting drum beat but it's something that i haven't really <laughs> heard before you know so that i thought that was actually quite cool um the only element that didn't really work for me was the shouting which i guess is supposed to kind of be off-putting in a way but i i just thought the rest of the song works quite nicely and then the shouting just kind of clashes with the other stuff like where the other stuff is maybe it's kind of fun and fast that felt kind of harsh in comparison yeah the the shouting appears uh, a couple of times i think and yeah Do dr satan was like i really enjoyed the vocals again i keep talking about the vocals and there's that vocoder effect I feel like I remember this album having more of that throughout the album, but I don't think it does. It's just like mainly this track, but it works really well. Um, that's all I have to say about it, really. <laughs> yeah, no, I also like uh, Dr. Satan. Um, lyrically, I did actually enjoy this one. Um, there's there's not like a lot of lyrics, um, but what is there I thought were quite... I was going to say fun. It's about Satan. I don't know if that's the right word to use. Um, but it's, yeah, it's just kind of like a comment on like presence of Satan representing, you know, evil and temptation or all of those things. Um, but I enjoyed it. Um, I did also like, I mean, we've, we've talked about how there are kind of different influences on the album. I liked this track bringing in that hyper pop uh kind of tone i guess um i did enjoy the kind of the way you could pick out those different genres across the album 
um there's some kind of almost like glam rock i think um on the track i can't remember the name but there's like little bits scattered throughout that i did enjoy i do think that that's done really well um and it's not like it's just kind of like each song is a different genre and it feels really chaotic although there are kind of different genre influences and different sounds they do all feel kind of tied back to I guess like the production feels quite say common (laughs) consistent is the word I'm looking for um so that those different kind of influences always feel kind of relevant to the album as a whole not just the track um and I did like that I liked kind of hearing those kind of different takes on multiple sounds and experimentation with that can anyone tell me where the guitar part from i feel the truth inside you is from because it's really annoying me i can't figure it out i feel like it's i'm i don't know if it's sampled or if it's just incredibly similar to but it sounds really like something i feel like it's something quite recent like something i might have listened to this year Anyway, uh, I I actually thought this one did that kind of tenderness reasonably well. I mean, definitely in comparison to Moonsickness and and Baby Put on Deftones, where it it I felt like it did blend the kind of futility of a lot of the rest of the lyrics on the album with kind of a sense of actual care and intimacy. And okay, it's it's not you know the best lyrics i've heard all year um but i did think it was quite a nice kind of way to like manage to link those two together i just wanted maybe that a bit more on the other songs where it is more like actually presenting real human relationships or like i don't know if maybe that's just me imposing you know my feelings as an adult man rather than a teenager onto what human relationship should be like but <laughs> my understanding is this was also written by an adult man so you know <laughs> 31 years old mm. yeah i did also um like the lyrics on this one um yeah like you said well i think it kind of captured a certain feeling just quite nicely um which I liked. I've looked back at my notes to see if I wrote down anything about where I thought the guitar might be from, but all I wrote is, wow, nice guitar, so that is not helpful in any way. <laughs> um, but I did I did like it. I enjoyed the guitar on this one. Um, I enjoyed this track quite a lot. It, it kind of felt... It was almost, I can't remember which one of you said it, but there was a, you commented on something feeling quite desperate. And I think you get that on this track as well. And I enjoyed that. I think that's, yeah, like you will, this kind of song is, I would have liked to see more of things on this track throughout the whole album. So that, that kind of lyrics, um, but also that uh, vulnerability you get with this track, I think works really well and kind of then, I guess, cuts through any like slight cringiness you might feel with some of the tracks I think if there was more vulnerability you kind of it balance it balances it and it becomes really interesting um but yeah I 
I I liked this one essentially. <laughs> I've just kind of rambled, um, but I thought this was a, a one of my favorites on the album. Um, yeah, I don't know where that bass is from. I, I'm kind of hoping it's not a sample because I really liked it. Um, I said bass, I meant guitar, but I also kind of felt like it's that almost sounded low enough to be a bass, so I thought it might be a baritone guitar or something similar. Um. Yeah, it was just it was just lovely. Um, a bit different from the rest of the tracks. Um, lyrics were nice, and yeah, it was just a lovely song to listen to. Really. Yeah, I think things kind of get better towards the end, where you get um the next track, Elephant, which kind of takes this very simple guitar song, and then kind of just morphs it with these kind of hyper pop glitching and drum parts that sound like 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 a jazz drummer has been just sped up massively um yeah and i i thought this was really interesting and i i didn't love some of the bro step sounds that they chose to use towards the end i think you could have used a different sound that would have evoked the same feeling that wasn't quite as tacky um but otherwise i thought it was a really kind of interesting way to like do one of these songs and do something different in putting these elements into a style that you wouldn't normally hear them in. I I did feel towards those towards the end those step sounds were a bit unlistenable. Um, interesting twist maybe, but no, I I, I didn't enjoy it. But um, oh, I did enjoy that. It was kind of especially at the start. Um, it was a there was some, it was low energy, but like towards the end of um, lines in the lyrics, it kind of built up. Then it went back down and built up, and then it really built up towards the end. But yeah, that wasn't part. That wasn't the part I enjoyed. It was kind of the rest of the song, which really worked well for me. Yeah, I also um, enjoyed this one. I felt, yeah, the kind of where it got quite chaotic. Um, I get yeah I wouldn't say I enjoyed it but I I liked that it was kind of doing something quite different in a way that didn't feel like I don't know I feel like on some of the other tracks some of the choices I was like oh it feels like you're uh, kind of perhaps trying to be edgy and it's it's not quite managed whereas on this track it didn't feel like they were trying to be edgy and I, I wouldn't say it is edgy um, but there was just a kind of that slight left turn um I enjoyed within the concept of the track. Um, although I think as a listening experience, I preferred prior to that point. Um, I did want to kind of bring up, not really because I've got anything interesting to say about it, but more just to ask you both about the stylization of the track titles. So for example, with Elephant, the first E is stylized as the number three. And across the album, there are some of the tracks are all in lowercase, some are all in capitals, some are in sentence case. You've got You Are The Reason is stylized as just the letter U and the letter R and then the reason. And I was just kind of intrigued as to whether either of you kind of took anything from that because I was trying to kind of piece together, oh, why have those choices been made? Why isn't there a consistency across them? You know, is it to do with like each individual track? And then I just kind of didn't, come to any conclusions on it so i was just wondering if either of you did 
no, I think it's just being inconsistent and edgy. Okay, cool. Yeah, I think it's just like <laughs> trying to be chaotic, really. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I didn't have any like hot analysis to offer. <laughs> the final track, You Are the Reason, just goes in a really different direction than the whole rest of the album, where it's just a dance track. Um, I think it's generally quite well done. The sound choices are quite nice. There are some techie elements in there. But I, I just felt like it should have been cut down because you get to that point, and for me at least, I felt like we need to be wrapping up now. Like, we've kind of... we've introduce the style we've done some experimentation final track let's like get on with it and then it it just keeps going and going i don't think that it's interesting enough to justify it being eight minutes long um and i i kind of tried to read into it in terms of like what having this dance song at the end could mean of like oh maybe it signifies like stepping out of that emo rap mentality and going and kind of taking more of a kind of taking responsibility for your life a bit but then the lyrics don't really line up with that <laughs> anyway so i i just kind of gave up um in the end but i that was my big feeling like well written song interesting track kind of a, a cool concept to end an emo rap album with this dance track but it just needed to be cut down for me yeah i somewhat cynically wrote down have they made this long to make it uh an lp rather than an ep which i felt like that's quite harsh of me and i don't know how much i actually agree with like past me's note on that but i did think that it <laughs> it I think it would have worked better if it was a slightly shorter track. I don't even think it needed to be kind of, you know, like on a par with some of the other tracks on the album that are short. But I think it definitely needed some sort of editing. Um, because I enjoyed a lot of what happens within the track. I think it's, yeah, like you said, well, quite an interesting departure from the the kind of previous sounds. Um, and it feels quite, exciting like it's setting up for something else um but then it kind of just dragged on just like slightly too long to the point where I was like oh I feel like I've lost some of that excitement that it had brought out in me um but I, I did enjoy it as a track and I do think it works well as a, a closing track as well um kind of ushering in this this new vibe uh but yeah I agree I kind of wanted it to just be a little bit shorter yeah, I kind of feel the same way. I think I enjoyed that it was a bit longer than other tracks on the album because a lot of the other tracks, especially like uh, earlier ones, they were really short. Um, so I, I think it does benefit from being longer, but maybe not this long. Um, there, there was a part where the, uh, the song really builds up and it gets really loud and I really enjoyed that part. I think if you just kind of had that at the end, bring that in a bit later, but then cut off the rest of the song, I think that would have worked really well. I think that would have been a great ending to the album, really. Um, yeah, it, it did sound like a more traditional song, really. Um, so I think it, it did wrap things up nicely. It just, just didn't need to be... It, didn't mean to it didn't need to be a bit shorter 
because it had it had those hits. It had the it hit those beats. It the main tune was good. Um, just showing it. Right, let's wrap up our review by ranking the album. As always, the album rankings can be found down in the description. Where would we like to put Love and Pop by Current Joys? I think this album is going to be tricky because it it's in the lower half for me. But actually, if things were in different orders, I probably <laughs> prefer this to Cutworms. I think Cutworms, there's, I'll Never Make It is the one track I keep coming back to from that. And I don't really care much for the rest of the album. I probably prefer this to Alex Leahy. I think this has kind of more going on and is like a more unique take on like what it's trying to do. I think I prefer this to Foyer Red, which was chaotic in a in a different way. <laughs> but then, you know, you compare this to Fireworks, which we've said multiple times <laughs> should should be higher probably. Or Ryuichi Sakamoto or Yeji, and I prefer those albums. And I think for me, the two that really kind of cuts off is Kate Envy and Mandy Indiana. And obviously Mandy Indiana I liked a lot more than the two of you, but that does chaotic and edgy in a, in a really interesting way, I think. I think Kate Envy is kind of in, a, in that similar vein where it's, it's just weird, but it's quite cool. Whereas this one is more of kind of a take on an existing genre and tries to kind of be weird in ways, but it's more more just being weird as an homage to this style, I think, which I think ends up working some of the time and not working on in some of the tracks. I've really been tossing up like um, today if I prefer this to Yeji or if I prefer Yeji. Because I prefer um, 12 by Ryuichi Sakamoto and I prefer, obviously prefer Fireworks. I definitely agree with that one. And pretty much everything beyond that. Um, so yeah, I mean, I probably prefer Yeji with a hammer. Um, but yeah, it's a flip of a coin, really. I, yeah, I'm kind of in a similar position to James really in that I, I'm going well this is the thing is that I would re rearrange like quite a bit uh, down the bottom there but I think we just did fireworks so dirty that I would feel awful suggesting that this goes above it um, even if perhaps <laughs> I like preferred it to some tracks to some albums above that <laughs> it's just it's tricky um but I do think for me, I did also prefer Ryuichi Sakamoto. I think maybe I preferred this to Yeji with a hammer. But I would definitely put it, I think, concretely, I would put it below fireworks. Definitely. My vote is basically going to change depending on what people want to do. I think if people want to put this above Yeji, I I think Yeji is the better record, and I I really enjoyed that album, so I I'd vote below. But if people want to put it at the bottom, and my vote basically doesn't matter, then I'll vote for it uh, just below Kate NV because I think I think this is actually <laughs> better than that. some of these albums. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> like if you want to go high, you're gonna go low. If you're gonna go low, you're gonna go high. <laughs> Such a ridiculous contribution. My vote is for below Yeji. Oh God. L, where do you want to put it? I'll go below Yeji. Cool. In that case, I I would put it at number twenty four, <laughs> but it doesn't matter. Current oh, joys, God. love and pop goes in at number thirty one. I really didn't know what would happen when I decided that we'd do this album um, to review because I knew that it's not the kind of thing that we would normally do. Um, but I feel like it's been interesting <laughs> regardless of if people loved it. Let's get on to upcoming releases. Uh, first up this week, Spanish Love Songs are releasing a new album called No Joy. Uh, if you heard their last album, Brave Faces Everyone, you know that they're um, one of, I think, the best kind of straight-up pop-punk bands about at the moment. Um, so if you're up for a bit of kind of sadness, but in that very kind of pop-punk sound, go for that. Uh, indie, bo- indie rock band Rat Boys are releasing their new album, The Window. Uh, so I'd recommend checking that one out. Uh, another indie rock band, A Giant Dog, are releasing their new album, Bites. So I think it's their first one in like six years, but maybe I've missed one of their albums at some point. Um, but I think it's been a while. Next up, Barker, the techno producer, is releasing an EP. It's called Unfixed. And finally, Hannah Georges is releasing an album. It's called I'd Be Lying If I Said I Didn't Care. I don't know much about her but i listened to some of the singles from it today and it sounds like quite like a nice indie pop album if you're looking for something to kind of cleanse you from the album from this week and maybe some of the more aggressive bits from the week to come that's it for upcoming release and that's it for the show thank you for listening thank you james and l for joining me for having us cheers if you like the show, you should subscribe on your podcast service of choice. Uh, new episodes come out every Monday. If you like the show, you can get in touch with us by sending us an email at unmutedunmastered at gmail.com. I can now announce that the album for next week is Death is Nothing to Us by Fiddlehead. Fiddlehead.